Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Rennie Duran and Ryan Munoz. We are back. On this episode, we catch up on all the happenings in the world of golf, dive into course reviews of Torrey Pines, Encinitas Ranch, and Royal Blue, and discuss our upcoming volunteer work for the Fortinet Championship in Napa, California. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast. It has been a minute. Uh, we're excited to be back after a brief hiatus here. Um, I am your host, Rennie Duran, once again joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. hey the boys are back, baby. We're back. Um, it's, been, it's been a tumultuous uh, few weeks here, about a month. Month, yeah. We've had, uh, and, and this, is, this is 100% my fault. I was selfish enough to have a bachelor party. Followed by a wedding. Terrible times. Following, followed by a honeymoon. Who does that after they get married? Uh, some jabroni, which all, all involved uh, uh, playing a lot of golf, um, some great courses, some beautiful all-time great courses, uh, and just didn't have any time to kind of get together. It was the end of the season. We kind of we kind of got some, the beginning of the season, the, 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 the popular and the world-renowned wraparound season that we're having here with you know 2021 and 2022, so we're right in the midst of that. Um, we completed our first year uh, covering the entire PGA. Yeah, which is, man, which is pretty impressive, dude. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A lot went on in our in our brief hiatus, but we also personally had a lot going on, um, and it was it was nice to take a little time away. I think we're both ready to jump back in and talk yeah. some golf and and do our thing on here. It got, I mean. Last year was was great, and not to like you know we had our kind of our recaps on the year a little bit earlier, but just to to put a full year under our belt, following the PGA as closely as we did our own golf games, LPGA as well. LPGA. I mean, I've been enlightened last year on on just watch the women's game, which is so exciting. Um, Probably the most underrated of all. uh, I mean, major sports in my opinion. If I mean, yeah, you, you get a, you get a lot of credit for the excitement that's in women's tennis, and I think with the women's golf game uh, is right right up there as well. Yeah, I think it's gonna over. I think I think we're gonna see a big boom in in uh, the ladies' golf game. A lot of here stars next, now. Next five years. Yep, a lot um, of stars. We got to see them up close, and that kind of really that's what really got me into following them as much as you already had been. You've been telling me that you know watch the women's game, watch the women's game, but I'm really I think that's one of the the big takeaways of, of 2021 is my well, I guess, we, following of the LPGA. And we've got uh, PGA golfers jumping on board, right? Like Bubba yeah. out at Solheim Cup, right. all kinds of stuff. Um, I think it's in, in good hands. Probably the coolest thing for me um, from just throwing back to the U.S. Open mm-hmm. was how many uh, – Dads were out there with their little their little girls yeah, on on the weekend. Totally. So the future is is, is bright um, for for ladies golf. Uh, so with that, we had over the break. We played you and I played two golf courses, and then uh, me and my wife played another one in in uh, in the beautiful uh, Bahamas. And we should definitely dive into to the course reviews. We'll stop. We're, we're going to go over the three courses that we played. We had Encinitas Ranch in beautiful Encinitas, California. Um, we also had Torrey Pines, which we've already hyped up for the entire year, you know, getting ready to play that course. And uh, I'm very interested to hear your comments on that. We can recap the round. Get some shout-outs. I, I have a couple shout-outs for the Torrey Pines round, which we'll get into. But um, 
I mean, let's start off first with Instantius Ranch. And I, I wanted to talk about this before we go into the course review because I have to say that Thursday of the bachelor party was one of the coolest like experiences in my life okay. was getting off the plane. Hopping in the Sprinter. Hopping in the fucking <laughs> pimped out Sprinter. Thank you, Jerry. You're the man. Uh, with all of our buddies riding straight to the golf course in our golf gear and just walking right onto the course and, and, and hitting the driving range and playing. Yeah. I mean, that was I, one of the coolest experiences ever. I felt like we were the golf equivalent of Vinny Chase and the boys. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought. Fucking just going out there. It was awesome. Um, yeah, the Sprinter van, if you listened to earlier this year, I talked about the dream golf trip is just renting the Sprinter and taking it through South Carolina and moseying on down to Boca Raton. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> so it wasn't quite that much of a Sprinter experience, but a uh, picking up from the airport and arriving in the Sprinter to the golf course experience, it was it was awesome. Um, Stepping off that shit. And with all in the parking lot with a bunch of people around, and stuffing of, all our bags into Tyson's car. Yes. <laughs> shout out, shout out to our producer Ryan Tyson for bringing the car. Uh, but that was that was great. So, um, as always, we rate we rank our course reviews by facilities, course conditions, uh, course design, playability, and value. So. Um, I think we should just jump right into the very first and easiest one to talk about would be the uh, facilities. And again, this is Encinitas Ranch Golf Course in Encinitas, California. Uh, you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So very cool little muni track out there. Mm -hmm. um, facilities were A1, uh, big ass driving range, um, multiple putting greens. Mm -hmm. They kind of had like that cool little mini course putting yeah. green as well out there. Oh, that was cool. Dope little clubhouse, bar was set. Um the facilities were A1 there. I, I Pro Shop was nice. Pro Shop was nice. Um yeah, I had nothing to complain about on the facilities there. I thought it was it was nicer than what I expected. Um Totally. The the whole course was a little bit nicer than what I expected. So I was thrilled. I mean, it was literally five minutes from our from our uh, rental that we were staying at, right on the ocean, um, with the putting green. We had some epic, epic Cut offs. Uh, we had someone called it the World Series of putting. So that was pretty accurate. Uh, trying to roll putts against the the break of the ocean, which was so much goddamn fun. But I completely agree with what you talked about for the facilities. Driving range, awesome. Putting green, awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed the fact they had a little putting course or whatever. Yeah. The hay has that out there in Pebble Beach, and that's something that's really fun for you to take your kids out there to go do. Yeah, I mean, right, that's the I mean, kind of... kids, but I would imagine... Making the game do. more accessible to all. Right. Um, and, and more fun for, for everyone out there. Yep, excellent food and drinks. Uh, bar was nice and spacious. Uh uh, pro shop had a lot of cool stuff in it. Didn't eat so, any food. No, definitely no. had some drinks. Oh, we were, we were, <laughs> that was it. It was it was drinks all day. As soon as we got off the goddamn uh, Sprinter van. Um, but overall, I think the course conditions were fantastic. I think the uh, the tee boxes, the greens, and the fairways were were excellent. Um, I didn't really encounter any too much too many problems with with any of that. Did you? No, I thought for again just a little public track out mm -hmm. there. Um, it was great. I I wouldn't knock this on the course conditions. Um, as 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 kind of like a negative. It's just it took me a little bit to get used to, and I think it was in part because it's like a heat wave out there too. Yeah. But the ground is much harder than we're used to out here, True. and so I noticed like the first few holes, I was in great shape. 
And I was, uh, my wedges, I was just thinning them and catching them because I'm used to digging into like, you know, wet ass San Francisco ground or, you know, coastal, foggy coastal ground. And so, um, I felt like my, my wedge was like bouncing a little more. And and Mm -hmm. then once I kind of made a couple adjustments, that that was no, no issue. Um, so no, I thought the course was great. Uh, the conditions, I I had no complaints. I didn't see any issues with the tee boxes. The greens were, you know, some uni course. So you're going to, you're going to expect some, some funk, funk on the greens, but overall no, no quarrels. Yeah. I thought, I think the same thing. Um, I, I, I got a really good feel for, for all three, the hat, uh, the sand, the sand seemed fine. Um, you know, it wasn't particularly great, but I'm only looking for flat tee boxes that aren't just beat to hell. Yeah. I'm looking for non pock marked greens and I'm looking for fairways that, you know, don't have dead spots or wet spots. Yep. Just consistency throughout. Yep. And I feel like that it did a really good job of, of being super consistent. Yeah. Um, this is where I think the the really good, I guess, dissecting of the golf course comes in in terms of the course design and the playability. Because these are what stood out to me for this golf course. Yes, I completely agree. Um, the course design, I really appreciated that there were holes that you could uh, – remember off the top of your head you know when you're looking back playing or looking back on playing the round um secondly i thought the playability was so much fun like it was it's it's a very good ego boost i'll say because it was a short course it was very forgivable yeah not not much water no um and I, i really thought that you know for it felt like resort golf in a way because it's just you're meant to go out there and ha- have a good time. Have a good time. No, I completely agree. We have you know we're all uh, of different skill levels and handicaps out there, and we had the we had everything covered. Um, right. And yeah, I think the it's the I actually thought the design was really cool. Yeah. Um, because it forced your hand on multiple holes, whether or not you wanted to. And we don't know anything about the course. Like my group, we had. Um, we had a, a local playing with us, right? Because mm, okay. we went off as a threesome. Right. We were the, the first group, I think, or whatever. We went off as a threesome. So we had a dude, he was, oh, he, we were in front of him. So yeah. I remember I called you on that one hole, told yeah. you where not to hit driver, where to aim it. Um, I was going to bring this up. So that's how I know you're a homie because I was pissed off about Bodega Bay having holes where you hit blind shots. And you straight up called me beforehand <laughs> and said, hey, do I want to club down on this one uh, because there's some shit up here. And so I really appreciate that. And even though you did, I forget what hole that was, but even though you did. It's on the front nine. Yes. Um, I still was three yards away from hitting that into some shit. And I clubbed down, hit a perfect shot right at the stick yeah. that I said to aim for. And uh, yeah, almost got completely hosed once again. Yeah. So thank you for that. I, I played hybrid off of many, many tees there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. I like that, right? I don't, I don't like a course that's so long that just, you know, it forces your hand into to just hitting driver and playing long iron. Right. Here you, you could bomb it if you wanted, right? right? And, and, and that's what, what I was, decided to do. What was cool about the course, though, was it was, it, it was definitely, it had a fairway kind of, while maybe the tee and green were basically level, the fairway could have been sloped down multiple, right. right? So you had different points with which you could lay up to or you could just go bombs away at um, right. and kind of accept your your fate from there. Um, I found myself hitting hybrid off a ton of holes. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I had a blast out there. I thought uh, the par threes were fun. 
Um, I thought the little short par fours were hella fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that track. My biggest quarrel was I, I just kept thinning wedge shots uh, mm-hmm. in the the first probably front nine, really. Uh, yeah. It took me to get used to. But then after that, uh, it was great. I, I had a feeling that the course is e- like an easily uh, playable course uh, after the front nine because I, I started off with a bogey and then parred the next eight holes. And I felt like I didn't play particularly well because I hit I hit most of the fairways, but not all. And I was still able to reach the green with a low iron. So like I don't think I remember hitting anything other than an eight or lower. Yeah, yeah. Um, going in going into those greens, so it was very forgivable. It was really fun because we had a bunch of guys at different skill levels and stuff like that. Great for a bachelor party. Great for a a big group group outing. Play. Yeah. Um, getting there on a Thursday and playing, there was no slowdowns, nothing. So um, five lip outs for me on that course. God damn, brutal. Oh man, that was a theme through. The, that's been a theme the last three times I've played golf. Um, but I, I I know I got some that are gonna drop in here. I'm due. Um, but yeah, I I love that course. Shall we get to uh, the McKenzies? Yeah. All right. So I had I had to write these down, but I I really I really want your uh, opinion. I want your McKinsey's first. Okay, so I'm going to give this course. I'm gonna say I really enjoyed playing it. It was uh, the price was not bad at all. It's like hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Um, I'm gonna give this course a three point eight. Ooh, I like it. Three point eight McKinsey's officially locked in. So I'm really close to to what you had. Um, I like the course. I think that overall it could have been more, a little bit more challenging. Uh, still, no disrespect to to how much fun it was to play. Yeah. So that kind of gives it up, you know, a few more points. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give it three point seven five. Okay, Kansas. nice, very nice. We and are. That's, that's no slight to this golf course. It is, uh, in my opinion, a great value. If some, if that's a great warm up course. Yeah, to, to, if you're going down there, if you're going down there and you're going to play a ton of golf, I would start with that one and then go play wherever else you're going to play. Yeah, uh, especially if you're going to go play Torrey Pines later on, because it really puts things into perspective of what's available in the area mm-hmm. before you go play Torrey Pines. Yep. Um, I tried to look up information about uh, Encinitas Ranch golf course. Didn't really, it did it. Well, I'm sorry. didn't really, it did not list a designer. It did not list the history of the course. So given that, that took a little bit more of a, a hit because I like to know that type of stuff mm-hmm. about a golf course. So if you guys ever listen to this, you guys need some more information about how the course was designed and stuff like that. Cause it was tough to find. Tory Pines. All right. This was a this has been hyped up for two years now because the, my bachelor party was supposed to be in 2020, but as everybody knows, COVID 19 hit and ruined a lot of plans, including my wedding, including bachelor party, including other people's you know a lot lot worse things for other people. Yeah, yes, yes, but business. Uh... Yeah, you know, but I mean, this is how it directly impacted myself. Just putting it out there. So I've been looking forward to playing this course for years since we played croquet in our Hawaiian shirts yep, and yep. drank and drank watched and Tiger, watched, Rocco. watched Tiger and Rocco out there. And when I was out there, um, I couldn't help but feel, you know, hey, I, I'm in somewhere really cool. And we've touched on 
the history of this golf course several times already. So just a brief recap. Um, there's two, there's two 18 hole golf courses out there, North and South, and they're both designed by William F. Bell. Uh, South course, which is the most famous one is the Reese Jones redesign, which he did in 2001, um, and moved it up to 7,800 yards. So it is a historic course. It's hosted, you know, two U.S. Opens now. It's a municipal course. Hosts the uh, farmers. And it hosts the farmers every single year. Um, you know, a lot of Southern California people grew up playing that course. Very famous as we, uh, and I was, I was so juiced to go play. Um, and I have to say playing that day was really fun. I want to give, I want to give a shout out here and I mean, I have to look this up. So bear with me, but we had, we had nine golfers play this course. So we had three threesomes and everybody essentially inherited a fourth. Yes. Um, we had Doey, Doey. Joey, uh, Joey Don't. Dorchester from fucking Boston. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I'm looking for my guy Jonah here. Um, we played, yeah, Jonah Sites. Jonah, I know you're probably going to listen to this because I saw that you were following us on Instagram, but probably the coolest for, fourth guy to play with, um, we're really lucky. He was he's from Oregon. I wanted to give him a shout out and just say, hey man, you were a great fourth guy to play with. We could have got paired up with anybody. So uh much respect for just your general attitude and how awesome you and your wife were out there. So we went, that was our that was the main event of the bachelor party, yeah. I would say. We had all of our boys out there. We had Taylor, Mikey, you, myself, Kata, Jerry, Mo, Price, Mo, Price, and Teason. Yep. So that was a, a time I'll never forget, just being out there with all your friends. Um, we should definitely jump into uh, facilities, course conditions, and design and playability. But like, do any, any, does anything stand out from the round that you, when you were playing? Um, no. I mean, I had hella fun playing with Price and Kata, <laughs> excuse me, and uh, Joey Boston. It was, it was... Um, no, man. It, it was fun. I, I had played Torrey Pines North, so I kind of knew uh, a, a little bit what to expect. Right. Um, it wasn't a particularly clear day. It was kind of hazy. <laughs> That's exactly what happened when I played the North a course. Foggy. Um, you would have never even known that you were right on the, the cliffs of La Jolla when I played the North course. It was actually yeah. a little bit nicer of a day. Um, I mean, no. So, I, I like I said, I, I had a little bit of a... Uh, a little bit of an idea going in. I kind of just kept my mouth shut through our excitement because um, yeah. I, I I knew what to expect a little bit. So, no. Uh, and and with that said, I still had an absolute uh, absolute blast playing the course. Um, I played with Mikey and Jerry and and of course Jonah. Um, and I just remember starting off okay, uh, and I just can't remember too many great shots throughout the day. It just seemed everybody kind of was like playing from behind, if that makes any sense. Well, it's long, man. Yeah. It's really long. Um, and and when you get out there on a day like that and the air gets a little more dense, which yeah. we're used to out here in the city and Santa Cruz and stuff. Right. But 
you know, the ball doesn't, as Tiger would say, the ball doesn't get any jets. Um, no jets in the ball. And so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I hit a lot of hybrids and four or five irons into greens. Mm-hmm. Uh, off of good drives. Yeah. I, I played pretty well. I had four lip outs there um, that were big putts. Like, so... I had a I had a blow up hole on the front nine, um, a little chipping mishap that I found in some rough, and then I just uh, it, I tried to get a little too aggressive. Mm-hmm. But overall, I played I played really well. Um, you know, is it's, it's it's just it's a it's a longer championship course. Yeah. So uh, and and then I think coming from Encinitas Ranch, which is a little bit shorter of a course, right? It's two different worlds. Um, totally. Like you said, we were hitting a lot of. Short irons, seven iron at most into those greens mm-hmm. on Thursday when we got there. And like I said, I, 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 the only time I was hitting a short iron into a green was on a par five that I was laying up on. Right. right? Um, right. So, and again, you know, that's, that's what you, you sign up for. So uh, yeah. I'll go, I'll, I'll start on the facilities. For sure. Facilities are A1. Um, to me, the facilities, not to downplay Torrey Pines, but the facilities are the best part of that. The lodge, the clubhouse, uh, the pro shop's fucking full of stuff. The pro shop is next level. Um, and it's like that in a non-U.S. Open year, too, right? Incredible. Like, so, um, obviously, stocked with U.S. Open stuff. The food, great. The only quarrel I have facilities-wise is one restroom on the course. <laughs> Okay. We almost had some incidences, um, <laughs> and so come on, we just you just hosted U.S. Open. Put another shitter out there, yeah. please. Um, <laughs> For the love of God. Otherwise, I next time I will take a dump in that canyon. Um, but yeah, <laughs> aside from that, they're great. <laughs> um, I, I I agree with everything except that the the driving ranges like. The driving range is subpar for what, a championship like course. Where the fuck did those guys? Were they just hitting it on, on the north course? Is that where they would yeah. go? Yeah, okay. but what do they do on the farmers when they're playing both courses? I have no fucking clue what they do. They send them to that janky ass driving range. There's no I don't way because that's so it's so small. You can fit like probably ten pros there with their with their guys. Busted right? ass mats. But, yeah, and there was no they don't hit off mats. In the no, 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 you no, have to, no, you, no, no. It's grass. So they probably it's move it back or, and yeah. stuff. But still, yeah, that's a great that's a great question. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if anybody knows that, send it to us because we couldn't see any other place for them to be hitting, uh, to to be warming up or anything like that. The the practice green is huge. You can totally see a bunch of people out there on uh, on that, you know, warming up, getting you know the pros out there, getting a feel for the greens. Um, they were watering it, and it was closed when we were actually out there. Um, we couldn't practice on the green once it came time for us. to There's practice. two, right? Oh, okay. I, I was putting on the one right out in front of the lodge, and then there was another one that was closed. Oh, maybe I, I just saw the closed one then. But really, it was really cool. I mean, a lot of like I said, a lot of history there. A lot of champions there that they had like the plaques as you walking up yep. and everything. Yeah, the nostalgia of being there um, is 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 I think you know that's probably the biggest part of it, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're gonna serve up bre- like I said, you're gonna serve up breakfast burritos like that, delicious breakfast burritos. Those are good. You need you need you need another restroom on the front. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that wraps up the facilities. Course conditions, I have to say, I'll dive into that. Uh, tee boxes and greens were nice. I thought that yeah. the, they were, you know, they're not chewed up, they're flat. Again, not pockmarked or anything like that. 
Um, I, my biggest gripe, I guess, was like the fairway and rough. Yeah. And the, and the indistinguishable, you can't really tell what the difference is, you know? The rough. There was no, there was no middle cut. Right. It feels like you are playing in a park, like a public park. Yeah. And so. Which you I, are. Which uh, you are. <laughs> it totally. And like, I can totally understand why you wouldn't say anything going leading into this because I had heard from also from Jack that don't get your hopes up for Tori because it rely it you know it has a lot of it it rests on its laurels yeah so kind of its reputation exactly. and and just being there versus the actual yeah the, and the thing is you pay a pretty penny to play there yeah like in order to play there as a as a non local you have to pay a fee to book it early. And then it's like, it comes at like 340 bucks. With a card and everything, yeah. All said and done. And to go to play a Muni like that, I mean, that's really... Yep. No, it's going to, I'm going to knock it. Um, I'm definitely going to knock it for that. I mean, like I said, it lived up to every expectation in terms of it's well-maintained. Uh, the greens, the sand was awesome. Yeah, the sand was great for a Muni, I have to say. it was It was completely consistent and it was easy to play out of. And it's, um, it's, it's gotten a ton of play, right? It just hosted the U.S. Open. Yeah. It's through the summer, so it's getting tons of play. Um, but yeah, if you're paying that much money, you, you expect to be a little bit you know nicer, um, unless you're price and you got the San Diego residence card and stuff. Now, if I'm a resident playing that course, that is beyond yeah. uh, the value because you, you, know, you have some signature holes. But, which... but as comparable to like you know what we get here, right? Where mm-hmm. we've got our resident card for Harding, we get a good discount. But you Harding's pay for Harding, course, in my opinion. But the fairway and rough are in so much better shape. You know, everything yeah. condition-wise on the course is in so much better shape at Harding for you to be out of towner and pay the non-resident fee and exactly. feel good about it, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, and so I, 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 Mikey, Mikey as well. Mikey played into the North Course with me, and he actually played the South Course that weekend when we were up there. Right. We both kind of just kept our mouths shut because I didn't want to dampen uh, poo poo on the situation. Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. wanted to poo poo on the course, but, but not you didn't want to poo poo on all of our our you know our hopes and everyone getting juiced for it. So exactly. Um, yeah, it leaves a little bit to be desired, especially when you're paying that much money. That's the that's the um, rub. That's the rub. Is the amount of money you got to pay to play that course? And so, to me. Um, you know, just from kind of past experience, I was there a few years back and I was trying to get on the South course and they mm-hmm. were renovating it. And so, uh, or they just punched it. And so we couldn't get on, but the dudes that work at Torrey Pines or that work through, I, I forget what it's called, like the San Diego golf yeah. bookings, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're very cool. If you reach out to them, they can get you on to some of the private courses out there. That, and that's what they kept and, telling And us, that's yeah. what Mo and I did because we couldn't get on. Because I was like, dude, I'm not going to – I was like, if it's punched, I was like, do we get – is it like 50% off? The mm-hmm. guy was like, no, it's still full price. And I was like, well – Who's going to do that? Why am I going to pay full price to play a punched fucking course? He goes yeah. – completely agree dude uh he goes how about this i'll send you a list of private courses we can get you on um you pick which one you want to go i'll make the call i'll send you book you guys your tea time boom so mo and i went to some freaking hella nice ass private course um i forget and uh in like rancho santa fe um and dude, that was plush, and it was still even. It was a fraction of the price of what Tory Pines was. You I think to hang I out with Marshall Falk. You yeah, know, yeah. The last time, out yeah. There. Shotgun beers in front of a Rolls Royce, acting like it was mine. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, it turns out, when you, if you play these like semi-private courses or these private courses, you know, you have a really good chance of running into a an NFL running back. 
um, playing in Cabo right behind Reggie Bush all day. It's, it, it seems like you can find these courses, you know, in the same way that you just did through like a booking agency or something like yeah. that. You can get some really, some really gem, like really nice gems out there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, course design playability. Um, all right. So We're I'll say this. Value. I, I played with, uh, Price, who's not a golfer by any means, right? Mm -hmm. So this is not the course to really have uh, not a golfer out there. Price did great, um, mm -hmm. hit some good shots, toughed it out, right? Um, mm -hmm. it, but it's a challenging track, and it's long. It can be, it can test you uh, mentally, mm -hmm. and so you know, I wouldn't. If you're not a golf enthusiast, I wouldn't really go out there. Yeah. Um, like we said, the price is a little steep and it's not, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a little short course. I, you know, I, I think of myself, I'm not long off the tee by any means, mm -hmm. but I'm not, I'm not short off the tee. Right. right. And I was hitting tons of hybrids. Like I said, hybrids, five irons, four irons into the greens and playing. I, I played well out there really well. Mm -hmm. I didn't lose a ball on, until 17 where I called myself. Spraying one into the same canyon that Louie did to lose the major. Um, <laughs> Isn't it only water on the course too, right in front of 18? Yeah, in front of 18. <laughs> uh, and so it's, you know, here's my beef with the design of that course and really the design of both of those courses. I think they can use the canyon and the ravine a lot more than they actually do. Yeah. Um, and I understand to redo that and do all that is, you know, a huge investment. Undertaking. And, 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 and it would completely change the course as everyone has already known it. Yes. Um, but I would like to see it use the cliff side more. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Pebble. Oh, like, of like you don't forget those holes. Right. And there's. They're they dramatic. Can, you can set them up there like that, but there's only a couple, right? It's the par three that goes out there on the front nine to the cliff. Right. That's and the, then that's you got the and then and then you have the next. You have that par five that runs adjacent to it, or right. you have the par four that runs right right past it. So, right. I mean, but the cliffs there, you can use it a lot more. I would like to mm -hmm. see that be in use a little bit more and in play. I think. I I mean I don't think I I completely agree with you on that. Uh, I feel like the the design is kind of lackluster um it's long the playability i completely agree with your assessment that it is for somebody who can bomb it and uh otherwise you're gonna be hitting a lot of mid to long irons out there i was driving the ball particularly well while i was out there and still had you know mid to long irons into a lot of those greens on par fours i tried going for it on one par five and i ended up getting my first triple um for the weekend and it wasn't because i necessarily hit a bad shot it's just because i'm going i'm you know, it's so well protected if you're, oh, trying, yeah. if you're trying to go for it um what that par five on the back nine yes with all the bunkers up oh, there yeah with like 14 oh, or 15 dude, so, surrounded okay, by those bunkers. so i i hit so i had a, i bombed my drive and i have i had the two iron in there and it's i'm 200 we played this exactly the same i did the same thing yards, <laughs> 230 yards <laughs> to the green i'm like all right i didn't come out here to fuck squirrels i'm gonna go out here and go for it i got the two iron i'm sitting on top before it goes down right because it, yep. it has like the the dude I, I did the exact same thing it's so probably I my the two iron i'm telling jonah i'm like jonah I'm gonna go for it dude fuck this going for it so i get the two iron out and i hit it i hit it and it's a little a little fade and it goes to the right of the bunkers over there and it's going towards the cart path and i'm like okay don't hit the path and it doesn't just hit the path 
it hits like the right edge of the path yeah. and shoots another hundred yards to the right. Oh. Hit my next shot to the bunker. Hit my next shot just barely out of the bunker. Hit my next chip shot long of the hole. Those and then missed my putt. Oh my god. And then god. coming down. Yeah, those bunkers were brutal. I bombed a drive there. I uh, had previously just hit a great two iron, maybe two or three holes. So mm-hmm. I, I and I hit a couple out there. Um, I say I was hitting hybrids and long. I actually hit some two irons in towards some of those greens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I smoked one and I was in those those bunkers on the right side. Probably the best bunker shot I've ever hit. Um, oh, nice. Got on in three with the bunker, but just uh, lip out, and then my lip out went down down the grade and just it left me like a, a like a ten footer, and I fucking missed the sandy par. I was pissed. Uh, but so like the play the playability is difficult. The design I feel uh, is lackluster in that like I can I can remember like a couple holes, but not because of the way they looked like when we played pasta tiempo we played pasta tiempo we were, we've already reviewed that but we played that the thursday before my wedding and there's like seven holes that you can just oh recall yeah yep. at the top of your mind there and i can recall obviously the famous par three the signature hole at, at the south course at tour and then 18 right and then 18 and that's really it and it's not because they, they're breathtaking or anything. Yeah. That's, that, you know, it's just because you've seen him so many times. Nine so. I enjoyed because I, I could go take a shit in the bathroom on, on the, at the turn after yes, nine, too. Yes. It stood out. Um, but I mean, <laughs> it's also next to, like, that science lab with the giant fans. It's like you're, something like you're next to a, 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 yeah. a airport. For you know, if you're paying three hundred bucks for a round, again, this you, only you want you want some memories. That's um, why we're nitpicking here is because the price you pay. Otherwise, if this is just a muni course, you're going out there paying a hundred bucks for this is what this is well worth. Yeah, the money. absolutely, hundred percent. So, um, with that said, I think it's time. I think it's time. The moment. The moment. This has been two years in the making with the McKenzies here for for Tory Pines, and you went first last time. I'm going to go first this All time. right. So, I was debating. I was like, okay, in my opinion, we got some iconic golf courses on this list. And I think, like, the four McKenzie is, like, the threshold of, like, the creme de la creme. Yes. Right? In my opinion, this one is going to have to fall into a 3.9. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be in a tie with Pacific Grove. And Bodega um, Harbor. And Bodega Harbor, which yeah, blows but, my mind. But those courses don't charge an arm and a leg. They either, don't. Right? And um, and I remember so many more holes uh playing those courses. Um they're Muni courses. Um I just I, and the price that you're paying. They don't have like the, the, the famous uh you know pro tournaments behind them, but I mean I, I feel like that's just fair. Yeah. Given that. No, I'm uh oddly enough, I'm at the same the same boat. I gave it a three point nine. Um again, it's not a course. If you're out there vacationing and you got someone that's not a familiar golfer, don't yeah. take them there. No, um no. because you're gonna be pissed if you pay that much money and yeah. fucking be miserable, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh <laughs> like it's um Again, you know, the aura being there, the clubhouse, the resort, all that shit, the lot is it's fucking nice. Um, 
but it's just yeah a little overhyped a little steep on the price um and like i said you know nitpicking at the design yeah but do i recommend going to play it yeah of course of course if you're a golf person yeah and you 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 have to the likelihood if you listen to this podcast you should definitely go play it because if you found us you're a golf hardo yeah so you need to be able to go out there and play and, and play out there challenge yourself definitely if you're trying to get a group of people out there, different skill levels, some beginners, because we had a, we have a few higher handicaps or straight up like Nick, who's a beginner. Yeah. Um, you know, I I wouldn't recommend it. Yep. Yep. I uh, couldn't agree more. Which brings us to our third and final course review here. Um, it is I we you did not get to play this course. I with won't me. be reviewing this. You won't be reviewing it, so I will do my best to make this relatively quick um i was fortunate enough on my honeymoon here to play uh, a golf course in the bahamas on the island of, uh, on the island of new providence um and the name of the course is the royal blue at bahamar this course is a jack nicholas designed golf course as many resort courses as are many are and the last one i played was cabo azul uh which was a fantastic fantastic course jack really likes to use the ocean or water and have like some sort of like island green on these courses he's a, the master of resort golf design i would say i think uh, so i, I mean, mean i've I've played two jack courses resort wise and they're they're incredible i love it i mean he has he, he's got He's got the picture of what people are, are doing out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. This course was not long. It was uh, it was very challenging, though. I feel like it was uh, it was extremely beautiful. Um, a brief little synopsis. No of shit, it. the Bahamas, beautiful. Oh yeah. Huh? Uh, <laughs> it features dramatic views and undulating fairways and rolling white sand dunes. Um, and so this course is actually built in an old limestone quarry. So a lot of the holes are situated in these little uh like recessions in the land mm-hmm. with this dark black uh stone um like outcropping kind of like a backdrop like of a backdrop them. of it and you can see the tool marks in it, like these vertical lines horizontal lines from when they were very cool it was, very cool it was dope. Uh, and everything and, the, the and good aiming points oh for uh, sure like a lot of elevation changes. Standard uh, resort golf. It was hot. It was it was hot as fuck while we we're out there, and I was uh, fortunate enough to have my beautiful wife play with me the entire time. My my, my favorite part of the videos you posted on our social media I was is like we sweat. You smile and you go, "It's hot. We're sweating." <laughs> Dude, I was sweating so much. It was so hot out there. We were begging for clouds to come over because it was just <laughs> swampy. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see what else. So I would have to say after playing the round, like I really did appreciate. There was like you know, there's probably like six to eight holes that were just kind of like let's run it back on these holes, but all the rest of them had like really cool like if it was bunkering, if it was you know next to these beautiful old like you know, manor style homes, yeah. if it was set in the quarry, if it had a huge uh, body of water running along the left side, I just feel like it was, it had everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it had, you know, you had to stay out of water, you had to stay out of the sand, this, the, the bunkers were placed really well. If you hit good shots, though, you could definitely take advantage of the course. 
the greens were receptive, which we'll get into here. Okay. So um, that's right. I find most resort courses to kind of have those turtle shell greens that aren't mm-hmm. quite as receptive. Um, so that's, that's nice to know. Yeah. And um, just a quick synopsis of the round. I feel so. This is actually pretty funny. We're playing resort golf, okay? I'm not out there trying to break a course record, trying to go out there and have some. You're fun. on your honeymoon with your I'm wife. A, I'm uh, on my honeymoon <laughs> with my wife. I'm trying to crush some drives, maybe hit a couple, uh, you know, great shots into the greens. Overall score is not what I'm focused on. I'm. I'm You're mean, not concerned with the pre-shot routine. No, and, uh, <laughs> I'm not here trying to get hero shots. Yeah, hero yeah. shots all day long. When you're playing resort golf, just go out there and try to get get a shot. That you're show the missus for. what she signed up for. Exactly. Uh, uh. <laughs> and so, um, I'll get into the driving range, but I go to the driving range, uh, and I'm just crushing everything. Everything's going straight. First of all, all the rentals are PXGs, so I got to play with some PXGs. For Even the for left-handed folks. Well, probably not. You probably got some not, fucking Wilsons or some shit for left-handed I don't, people. I don't know if they're even allowed. They in just NASA. execute you yeah. if you show up to the course left-handed. Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I don't think the Bahamas. If you're left-handed, like they just Done. they put you on a boat and you just go out into the middle of the ocean. Uh, but um, all PSGs, and I can see why people play those irons because they're extremely, extremely, extremely forgiving. Uh, I did not like the driver. The driver made me feel like I had to open up the face to hit it. I feel like it was like a close, automatically closed face. Yeah. I don't know if the grip was put on wrong or something like that, but it felt really weird. But still, I was crushing it. So I go to the first hole, and um, they have just two sets of tees. They have the regular tees, and they have the conch shell tees, which are essentially the ladies the forward tees. or the forward tees for low or higher handicappers. I hit the my first shot barely goes into the 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 shit on the left hand side and I thought there was something on the other side of it so I was like oh I'll hit a provisional so I hit another one go up there both are out of bounds Natalie hits her ball like down the fairway um you know kind of low runner up or whatever mm-hmm. so we finished playing the hole and she had a seven on the hole and I was like I I had just got done saying like I'm not really trying to keep score yeah. blah, blah blah she was like well you hit two balls out of bounds so like you had a seven too and I was so like, now we're keeping score i was like so now we're fucking keeping score okay <laughs> so the rest of the day i was like okay shit she's you know she's trying not coming out here to, to play some ball and uh you know she played what was really fucking awesome about it is it took her four holes before she picked up her ball like she actually was playing played full 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 golf there's nobody out there nobody in front of us nobody behind us and she's able to like keep up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I thought that was really cool. That, that was big progress. Um, and, you know, I was able to teach her like some basic things like how to tee it up and certain stuff like that. But she had already been taking lessons and had some really good fundamentals yeah. already. And doesn't sure. help, it doesn't help that golf is in your fucking blood. Yes. And so she, um, I'll never forget this. We're playing, we're playing this par three. And uh, I hit a really good shot. Onto the green, I was about twelve feet away from the hole, and she hit a she hit her driver, and she hit this nice little fade that goes over the water and peels back and rolls up. It's probably about ten feet off the green, and off of the green is, or off the edge of the green, the uh, the hole is about twenty feet past that. And I had just shown her on the front nine that you don't have to chip it just because you're off the green. You can roll a putt avery you would know you know all about this texas wedge master of the texas wedge the the lies are super tight out there in in the bahamas um 
when you're next to the green. So she starts rolling putts on the, a couple of holes before that off the green, and she hits this putt, and as soon as it hits on the green, I know she's never had a par before either. I'm just like, okay. It's got a chance. It's got a, ch- it's got a chance to just be a par. I drop the putter. I start running. I'm like, oh, let's go. Let's go. And I see it take this little tiny left-hand turn about five feet from the hole. I'm and like, you oh, know no. it's going in. Like, it's going in. It's going in. And it went, dude, it like didn't even waste a revolution. It like just went and just died right into the center of the cup. Oh, perfect, perfect putt. I don't know anything about that. I would have lipped out. Dude, uh, she, she, <laughs> never, she, she still never had a part. But she's got a birdie. Got a birdie to the name. She's yeah. got one under par. That's that's what keeps bringing you back. Hundred uh, percent, incredible. Uh, so that was a great moment for us. Now, may I interject? You mentioned conch shell tees. Mm-hmm. In theory, could I tee off from the conch shell tees, pick up one of the tee markers, and then blow into said conch shell from the tee box? So that's a really good. That question. would be outstanding because they were authentic uh, <laughs> conch shells. They okay, were, so I could. And, yeah. And, yeah, if you got the lungs for it. Oh, dude, I'm a, I'm, I can blow the conch. I didn't even think about doing that. God damn. It's not the lungs. Not to get off topic. It's not the lungs. It's the ducking of the, <laughs> ducking of the lips and <laughs> getting the vibration of the lips like you were playing a fucking trumpet. A, a wood? Oh, yeah. not, not, not a woodwind? No, yeah. no, you're right. It's a trumpet. The, yeah, wood, yeah. the woodwinds, you, you just see the reeds. They do it for you. <laughs> not to totally sidetrack us there. Uh, well, no, let's that's let's awesome. dive into classical instruments. Uh, no. uh, but yeah, so overall, uh, you know, I we had a great experience. Obviously, we're on cloud nine. Uh, with no clouds above us in the Bahamas, just sweating our asses off. Let, let me go out on a limb here and say that the course conditions, the fairways were excellent, the greens were plush as fuck, and uh, there was no issues with the course conditions. That sums it up. That completely sums it up. Um, I don't think we need to dive into the course conditions because plush yeah. is how I would say everything was. Um, the facilities, just going into that, it was dead. Like there was nobody out there. They had, like honestly, they have a beautiful practice screen. Uh, they have a beautiful bar and restaurant and stuff, but there's just nobody there. That's how I feel. The two times I played jack courses were in, in one in Cabo, one in Puerto Vallarta, mm-hmm. and I was, was the it only, off season or something. I was the fucking only person there. Yeah. Um, and so like it was really weird just kind of going through that. Um, thank God. Otherwise, there may have been another left hand that they could have gave shitty the first fucking <laughs> Callaways ever made to. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> um, but the and then the uh, the driving range was was really small and and, and a little odd um, just because it was two hundred and thirty yards long and I was hitting every ball I hit went out with my driver went out of out of the driving range mm-hmm. so I don't know what they're I don't know quite what they're trying to do with that um, I'm trying to think of what else in terms of that I mean it, other otherwise it was it was pretty awesome in terms of the facilities like I said. The pro shop was good. It was decent, you know, not the greatest, but it had a lot of really cool stuff. It was selling swim trunks, which I thought was kind of weird, but same time in the Bahamas. But yeah, yeah. I mean, hey. Um, and so it brings us to course. mesh mesh netting in the swim trunks. Of course, and we're going to go. Course design playability, playability resort golf, easy to play. Yeah. Um, still challenging. Course design was great. I can remember five holes off the top of my head. Really did a great job of utilizing the landscape, like I like I was saying earlier with the quarry, with the island green. 
I mean, and kudos to the resort golf designers. You know, Jack, Pete Dye has a lot of resort right. courses. They they have a way of being very creative and making it suitable for a skilled golfer like yourself. And then, you know, you can you could go out there with your wife and have exactly. everyone has a great fucking time. Exactly. Um, versus, like, you're not going to take her out to Torrey Pines right. and, and play a, a round, right? No, so, we, we uh, will never play Torrey Pines again. That's... Um, you know that, that that's something I always think of when I'm playing different resort courses. Uh, how how it, it does take some time and thought. It's it's definitely right. a skill to kind of design a course that's you're challenging to, for your regular golfer, your everyday golfer, but also inclusive for someone that's there on vacation that wants right. to have a good time. You're trying to marry a combination of, uh, you know, really innovative use of landscape and something that's going to stick in the player's mind after they leave with still being able to have fun for that player and charge a really fucking high price. Yes. Yep. Um, it was nearly, I mean, essentially it was 400 bucks for us to play. Yep. But which is, I mean, it's the only golf course on the goddamn Island. Uh, I can only imagine what that'd be like to maintain year round. Yeah. And you expect it, you know, you know, it's not like you're going in there thinking that you're paying a muni price and and you you know, that's why I won't knock it for that. Yeah. Exactly. You get top of line shit when you're there. Like I said, PXG clubs. Um, Unless servi- you're left handed. Yeah, the, ser- <laughs> the service there is incredible. So um, I think I'll just go ahead and, and give and give my review here. And it's only because the, the reason I'm going to give it this, this, this score is because it totally lived up to the expectation. Um, I have holes that I will always remember from that course and just the experience of being able to play it with somebody special and they didn't have to be even a, uh, a, a beginner golfer. They're like raw. Total neophyte. Yeah. So yeah. Complete neophyte. So I'm going to give it a 4.35. Y'all like that SAT word? Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a really good word. Um, but 4.35. Nice. And just so our, our listeners know what that ranks ahead of. Let's see. The Hay, it ranks ahead of. Harding Park by 0.5, it ranks ahead of. Silverado by 0.5, it ranks ahead of. Hmm. Um, and it's on par with Incline Village. Shocker. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's where I think, you know, a resort-style course should be at, too. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, like I said, from, you know, watching your guys' stories and, and, and when everything, it, it, it looked awesome. It looked like you guys had a blast out there. So I'm glad it was a positive experience for all. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, that's the wrap-up of, of the golf and the events that we have done and we have played uh, since we last had a podcast here. Yes. Let me say this. Uh I was on here a few months ago and I kind of gave Pasa Tiempo a little bit of a hard time. I feel like the more you play that course, the more that it begins to kind of uh, etch out a place in your heart. It becomes. I'm glad a, you said it's that. a it's a lot more fun. Um, I still fucking found trouble. I still managed to play an eerily similar round full of bunkers on the front nine. And we, and, we and, for for listeners, we played that we played in in all of this mess we played uh pasta tiempo the thursday before my wedding and so we had we had four groups we had four we had 14 players play 
And so we went out. We, so this is what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but it, it, that course, it, the more the you know, that's my third time playing it, mm-hmm. um, and it, I definitely enjoyed it the most. Um, it was also fun. We had our you, me and you played with my dad, your dad, uh, budding budding dad bromance going on there. But that was great. Yeah, dude, it was fun. Um, so shout out to Pasa. That uh, I felt like I, I I felt I had to say something because I was on here a little bit tough on on them a few months back and and that that place is fucking great. Yeah, the value is what I remember. Yeah, stuck, stuck with you the most. But you know the, what? It's and, and now now holes. I come back. It's worth it. I was just pissed off that I fucking hit like eighteen bunkers in the first three holes. Would um, you? Would, <laughs> would you? I mean, that that was our biggest discrepancy in in, in course reviews. I had a four point seven. You had a four point four. Actually, that's not the biggest. That's, that's a pretty. I still gave it a good review there yeah. too. Yeah, so I'll probably you... I'll bump it up to a four point five. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's up there with Spanish Bay on, on for me now. All right, I'm gonna put the double score in here. Hold on, um, and I'm gonna put the double date here. Number thirty nine, episode thirty nine here. Eer- eerily similar, my scores. Uh, I for some reason I play that back nine very well out there, and I just struggle on the front. I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, handicap wise, if you look at the the scorecard, it should be the reverse. Uh, but what a honestly, I, I'm biased, but I, I I really I asked everybody when they're done playing that course, and most of the people were like, "Damn, that that sticks out in your mind." Yeah, uh, it's a golfer's golf course. I'll it is say. most definitely, most definitely. All right. Well, I think we got to jump in now to the the actual wide world of golf. Um, There's been a lot of shit that's gone down since our last podcast. We've had just a a quick rundown. We've had the Solheim Cup. We've had the Tour Championship. Um, Had the BMW Championship, actually, in between that. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we should touch on the Solheim Cup. The first thing that comes to mind for myself, and you followed it a lot closer than I did, was just it was, it was Europe's game to lose from the from day one. It was never there was never really a chance for the United States to you know there was never like a oh here they come here they come moment. It was kind of just like beginning to end is what yeah. the impression that I, there, that there, I got. There there was little hints. I mean they got it to where they got it to where it was drama on Monday, okay. um, but. Yeah, I said this last week on uh, that IG post. Right. Shout out to, to Team Europe because there's no European fans out in Ohio because of all the COVID travel restrictions right. and stuff. Normally, they, they'd have some showing. Um, they went in there and they just, they, they, they fucking took care of business. Uh, absolute killers. Matilda Castron, Leona McGuire, the youngsters on that team. That Leona just, McGuire stud. Fuck, oh Matilda Castron's a killer too. Um, Jesus. They, yeah, uh, Monday, Lexi versus Anna Norquist. What a right. fucking matchup that what a was. Match that was. Um, overall, I, I said this again last week, but I think just ladies golf wins in general, whether you're Euro fan, USA fan, obviously we, we want, we want the, we want USA to win. Um, I, there, having said that there's plenty of Euro golfers that I love as well. Um, but hundred and fucking 30,000 people out there over the weekend, People going ape shit. It it it. Uh, I think it showed off the ladies' game and kind of the new ladies' golf game. Uh, that was sick. Very dude. well. Seeing like hearing the fans and, and seeing everybody get into that shit. That was awesome. Like that was. I'm glad they didn't have the event with no fans. 
you can't you can't have an event like that with no fans. And I hope that the Ryder Cup is the same is the same yeah. way because yeah. that is what it's all about. No one wants to go, no one really gives a shit about watching these golfers go out there and play like the, the match play and like the kind of like the, the kind of team play if it's not like the team or I'm sorry with the with the influence of the crowd. Yeah. Look at the last like I don't know all Ryder Cups, and it's the fans that are there. That oh make, yeah, that make every huge moment. And it was just great to see that that the that the ladies got to go out there first and and kind of see that. I mean, the fans they're chomping at the bit to get ex- excited about something. Yep. And the ladies delivered. It was great. Yeah, yeah. It was um, fun golf to watch. I would have liked to have seen the quarters play a little better. Uh, but you know what? I mean, hey, yeah. again, take tip your cap to Team Europe because that was uh, that was impressive. I thought uh, I again, agree. they didn't have hardly any fans there. No, nope. basically, no fans there in the middle of Ohio, um, and they went in there and just kicked the shit out of us. Basically, they did. Uh, so they did. The women, the, the European team beat, beat our ass. We'll get into this. I think, unfortunately, I think we're in for another ass kicking here in a week's time. Yes. Um, tour championship before we get into that tour championship uh dude i thought i didn't watch anything in the tour championship until the final round on sunday mm-hmm. when i was hung over shit at my parents house after your wedding and yes. i watched like the last five holes that was fucking great that was that awesome. was great uh that, that was, was fun, great dude. golf even even uh, me and my wife were sitting here and watching like this putt is worth 15 million dollars you know all the talk was about in the the week leading up to the tour championship, the format, should it be like this? Shouldn't it be like this? I don't think there's any better way you can set it up than than they have. And until they do, I'm going to say this is the way to go. It reminds me a lot about NASCAR, how they have their, their, yeah, yeah. The the race to the chase. And then once the chase starts, right. And, uh, I mean, John Rom was, I believe he was four shots back at Cantlay, right? He started in the six under flight. Okay. Maybe he was eight under. I thought he was only two strokes back. Okay, so he was eight under. But JT was in it. Kevin, I know yeah. for a fact Kevin fucking Na was not eight under par starting that no, tournament, he wasn't, right? right? So, uh, like, they should they, honestly they should have like a little side bonus for the like the best performer, right? right. Like, like with no most strokes, most just strokes gained from from the start of the tournament, right? Right. right. Like, just the normal uh, the normal strokes, and then the champions just you know the champions should still be crowned by who by the the strokes that they get because they played so yeah. well. Right. But I I think the format don't dick with it. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um guys can come back. Guys can come back you know, if you're four shots back, that's nothing. Yeah. That's nothing in a PGA tour, especially the, the especially these guys playing now. Yeah. Fucking John Rom and John Patrick Rahm Cantlay's is... shots that they hit into 18 yeah. were breathtaking. John Rom John Rom was three inches away from hitting the flagstick. I thought he was. Probably. I thought he was going to albatross that shit, dude. That fucking five iron from two hundred and fucking fifty something yards or wherever the hell he was. Somewhere. He is a a very boring golfer to watch because it just seems so easy. It, it seems like he's not even taking a full swing. He's hitting it just as far as everybody else. His shots go perfectly straight, and he's just like boom, boom, boom. I'm here. Um, there's nobody in the world playing better golf than John Rom right now maybe patrick cantley patrick <laughs> cantley is really good uh um but on big stages I, I mean, yeah yeah john uh, john rom gives me intimidation where patrick cantley doesn't quite give right me exactly much of and that's no knock on patrick cantley this has been a long time coming for patrick 
he everybody knows that statistically when you look at him he's one of like he, he's like your billy bean type yeah. player if, you, if you're compared to mlb he's the statistic god when it comes to you look at yeah. all the strokes gain overall he he's in the top of everything solid all-around game and it was only a matter of time before he put it together and he had four wins this year four wins of course you deserve to get the extra strokes and the in and and to make the putt after putt, the, first of all, we'll give him the, three wins. John Rom, he got one win taken from him. Okay, uh, but but Fair nonetheless, enough. three wins He's, is still fucking three wins. Okay, uh, <laughs> the 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 slugfest that he went through the week before with Bryson. Yep, and to follow it up with the slugfest he went with in with John Rom. Dude, it was like it reminded me of fucking Mike Tyson's punch out with Little Mac going up there, and you see these giant dudes, and he just like well, uppercut, you know what I mean? He just went out there and fucking held his own shot for shot, and I mean he didn't fuck up. And I'm on record of saying Cantlay might be the most boring guy to watch. Yes, actually. Now that he's won and stuff, he's getting some more interview play. He's actually got some good shit to say. So um, I saw him on like the uh, 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 golf lessons with the pros mm-hmm. on golf on golf net or golf channel, and he was very. They would ask him questions about what type of shot that he was going to hit, and he was very detailed about what he was going to do. Very uh, Phil Mickelson esque without. The plethora the, the, of bullshit. The, uh, the, the, the showmanship that yeah, Phil puts on. the extra bullshit, you know, that he puts. But he, he goes through the entire shot, and then he goes out there and executes it. And that's incredible to me. When somebody can go out there and be like, I'm trying to do, not just, like, hit a shot that goes this direction, but I want it to, like, start going to the right at this point in the ball flight. And he's, like, able to do that shit. He's a great putter. His short game is fucking incredible. Incredible. Um, uh, off the tee, I mean. And dude, there's nothing wrong with. I mean, golf is so mental. I mean, I, I find myself now like you just. I'm, it, we we talked about it a ton, the mental yeah. game and stuff. But dude, being boring, getting into just your breathing and the routine, like that's unfortunately, you know, these guys are out there trying to win fucking $15 million. So he's unfazed. whatever, whatever happens, you know, however you need to, whatever, if you're part, if you, you call me the most boring man on the fucking planet, if I'm yep. win $15 million, I don't care. Um, so I'm, I'm slowly changing my, uh, my, my, my stance on me too. Mr. Cantlay. Um, I think where I once really didn't kind of like the guy for just those reasons. Um, I think now I have a lot more respect for him, and I like hearing him give his opinion a little bit more because I do think, he, like you said, he's a very calculated guy. Um, yep. And just people don't really ask him this type of stuff, and so you don't get that response, obviously. And then when you're winning, people ask you those questions. So Exactly. I totally agree. Um, I've come around on him, too. I, I mean, he's, uh, you know, not the, not, the, not, not, the, not, the, not the greatest interview. Excuse me. Sorry for the, the audio there. Not the greatest interview, but he's an honest interview. So, yeah. I mean, what what else do you want? Um, I mean, I, I, that's all I got on the on the tour championship. We should definitely get this this Ryder Cup preview going. All right, and we can do a little more Ryder Cup next week, right? We, we could we could match up previews and stuff. But well, it starts on Monday, doesn't it? No. Oh, just the cover starts on Monday. It starts on yeah. It's on the weekend. They mm-hmm. wouldn't start it on Monday. Um, let's just uh, okay. We'll keep it simple then. Let's go over. Let's go over the teams. Okay, 
and I only have a couple questions. We got on the American team, Kyle Murakawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantley. Those are the automatic qualifiers. Here's where it gets interesting. These are all captain's picks. We got Daniel Berger, Harris English, Tony Finau, Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler, and Jordan Spieth. No Patrick Reed this year. Is he out of the hospital, by the way? He is, yeah. He played in the Tour Championship. Okay. Well, that shows how much I know. Um, okay. Here's what I'm going to say. The biggest snub of this. Ooh, I like it. Okay. Daniel Berger, get the fuck out of there. Okay. I, I would I would agree. Um, Kevin Kisner, the, are arguably the one of the best match play players out there. Yep. Euro has their best match play player guy. He got captain pick. Yep. Name's fucking Ian Poulter. He kills us every fucking Ryder Cup. There's right? no way that he's even close to qualifying based on points. No. Kevin Kisner just won on... He won in the, the playoffs, right? right? Or he won the last tournament going into the playoffs. Right. This guy has won match play. This guy rolls the rock, which is imperative in match play, right? Yep. Nothing more frustrating than when you have a fucking... A chance to win a hole, you barely miss this putt, and some asshole just fucking rams in a ten footer bender Boom. like it was nothing, and fucking halves the hole. Right? Yep. That those that's the kind of shit that just kills you, and that's a guy that I I, I just I think that's a glue guy on our team that we're missing. Um, Daniel Berger is a great player. No, not saying like no disrespect. No disrespect. We're he did not guys have that it. sit on our couch. We're not disrespecting when we he, say somebody doesn't deserve it. He, I'll tell you what, I bet on this fuck. A good amount. He did, <laughs> he did not have a good season. Yes. So um, that's he, he not started say, off good at, at, at the Pebble Beach. Yeah, Pebble and Beach. that's not to say that you know this guy. He he's a great iron player. Yeah. Um, Berger's a good player. I I don't know, man. I as I alluded to, I think we're gonna get our ass kicked in this Ryder Cup. I think that you need you need to have guys that have, for lack of a word, some stones. Guys that, that have guts, mm-hmm. they're not phased by big moments. And I just don't think a guy like Daniel Berger is somebody who is uh, proven that he's Here's the guy's, that guy. So how about this? You're not that give, guy, pal. Give, <laughs> you're not that guy. Uh, give, me, give, me the, give me your top three guys you got the most confidence in in our team. Okay. I like that. It's a good question. I'm going to go. All right. Well, first of all. Two of them are, are vice captains, Phil Phil Mickelson and Fred Couples. They're not playing, but huge Absolutely. confidence in those guys. No, but in in terms of the guys that I have confidence in, I'm gonna go with JT. Yep, my list. Uh, I'm gonna go with Colin Marikawa. God, <laughs> this is funny. And this is from automatic qualifiers, or is just this... no, just on the team. You okay, can... then Jordan Spieth. Yep, easy. I mean, that's what jumps out at me, right? Um, JT. Colin Morikawa, speed. I would put Brooksy on there, but I don't. I don't think he's healthy. It concerns Speaking me. Speaking of Brooksy, it, it cons- I gotta bring this up. It concerns me that he pulled out of the Tour Championship, mm-hmm. um, and now all of a sudden, he, and, and he just hasn't been healthy all season. So let, let, let me get your take on this. He was asked this question about the Ryder Cup. For virtually all your career, you get to set the schedule and make the rules, and be responsible for your own performance. How does that mesh with the Ryder Cup experience? Is it strange being on a team? Here's this quote, and it's it's kind of lengthy here. It's different. It's hectic. It's a bit odd, if I'm honest. 
I don't want to say it's a bad week. We're just so individualized and everybody has their own routines and a different way of doing things. And now it's like, okay, we have to be at a meeting at this time or go do this or go do that. This is I, why we've gotten our ass kicked. It's it's the opposite of what we, this. First of all, the guy who who posted this, his exact quote was, "Kepka has some things to say." This is Kyle uh, at Kyle Porter CBS on Twitter. Said Kepka had some uh, things to say about the Ryder Cup and Buddy. This may be why the U.S. has lost seven of nine. So, uh, like I said, one hundred percent. I'll pick up where he left off. He said. Um, we have to go do this, go do that. It's the opposite of what happens during a major week. If I break down a major week, it's so chill. You wouldn't even have to believe me. You wouldn't even believe me. I go to the course. I play nine holes. I go work out. Other than that, I'm sitting watching TV, taking my mind off of golf and with relaxing stuff. The physical part, I can handle. The mental side, you have to be able to turn it off. Sometimes the power comes from being able to turn it on. But for me, I get power from turning it off. That's been a huge, huge thing for me that I really haven't understood until the past five or six years of my career. The interviewer asks, but as you said, at a major, you're only concerned about yourself. At the Ryder Cup, that dynamic is different. Yeah, it's tough. There are times where I'm like, I won my match. I did my job. What more do you want from me? I know I... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I know how to take responsibility for the shots I hit every week. Now somebody else is oh a bad shot God. and left me in a bad spot, yeah, and I know this hole is a loss. That's new, and you have to change the way you think about things. You go from an individual sport all the time to be a team sport one week a year. It's so far from my normal routine. I can barely see my own team. It's hard to go to the gym. At the President's Cup in New York, we had to go to the gym at 5 a.m. to get it in. We went to the Equinox, and it was me. Dustin and Tiger, and we come back to the team meeting uh, and under regular conditions, I take naps a lot. <laughs> Fucking respect for the naps. Okay. I might take an hour, hour and a half nap, or just chill on the couch and watch Sports Center before rounds, after rounds, whatever. There's no time to do that in the Ryder Cup. There's just no time to decompress. So, with that said, <laughs> all right. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, first thing I have to say is I still absolutely love Brooksy. Me too. Huge Brooks guy. I fucking love it. I think that's why he performs so well in majors, right? You want honest responses out of guys, and then you get one. You and, can't You can't burn But burn like that. that guy said, this is why we get our ass kicked in the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Um, and it's not through Brooks' fault. He plays no. a fucking individual sport. Golf. Yeah. So this is, there's no money on the line for this. It's all, you know, pride and... and, and Pride for your country and obviously, you know, legacy. Right. But this is why we lose, um, for sure. It's a hundred percent why we lose. Uh, and because, because, dude, I know these guys on the Euro team are having a blast right now. Uh, we have, and we, we have. I mean, looking at these guys, we got Brooks Kepka who has a problem with Bryson and Dustin. Um, Bryson got a problem with everyone, and now. we got Bryson and and Cantlay. Cantlay's have, issue. Cantlay have a problem. I mean, we have all these guys who have problems with each other. And these guys fly, like Sergio Garcia was being interviewed uh, yesterday. And he was like, yeah, the Americans, they fly all under one flag. And they have more problems than the European team who are all from different, different countries. Different countries and they fucking get along like they're brothers. Yeah. So I think that, I think that's a testament kind of to uh, the, the egos of, of the type of American golfer versus the European golfer. 
And you can't get past that to, hey, let's go out there and try to win this shit. I know Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed, if they were out there together, they're not best of friends, but when they put them on a fucking team, they're, Dude, they're going. Out. They're going. Um, I don't trust Dustin Johnson out there. Um, I don't trust Bryson DeChambeau out there. Those would be my duds if I had to pick some guys that are going to go out there and have big names and probably not win their matches. Who who would you say would probably be um, guys that fit in that category? Who's going to dud for the U.S. team? Yeah, if you had uh, to pick some guys out okay, there. Okay, well, fucking long drive boy who apparently has blisters all over his hands from fucking hitting drives. I, what is it? Do less. I'm Bryson. dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do less. <laughs> like. Uh, God damn, man. So I think he's going to play like shit. Um, I think Dan, I don't, I, I, I've not seen any reason for Dan, like recent Listen, form that Daniel, Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger, we're not trying to shit on you. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But um, I, I don't see Daniel Berger playing well. Um, let me ask you this. Of the captain's picks, who do you think are going to be? The, the best performers. And that's that's Berger, English, Finau, Shoffley, Scheffler, and Spieth. Spieth and English. English has been playing really well. I think he's I think he's excited to be on the Ryder Cup team. I don't I don't believe he's been on the Ryder Cup team and is you know he's a veteran on tour. Yeah. The pick guy uh, the captain's pick I love is Scotty Scheffler because yeah. he's gonna be around for a long time. He needs the experience, right? I think so too. I would, you know, I'd almost rather see if you're gonna snub Kiz I'd almost rather see you put like Willie Z up in there, right? Because yeah. I think it's really valuable to get some of these young guys that experience. Yeah. Um, I think kind of circling back to Sol Solheim Cup, right? Like Yalimi No on the U.S. team, right? right. That's huge. This uh, we had someone else, another youngster on the, on the U.S. team, but like that, even if you only play two matches, huge experience. Huge experience. You're, you're essentially putting money in the bank for later. Yes. Right. Scheffler. Scheffler's what? Twenty one. He's yeah. got in theory Gosh, fucking so good. five to six more Ryder Cups uh, under. So, um, I would love to see Finau do well. Um, but I, dude, I just, I mean, so you had to pick two Scheffler, Scheffler, or uh, no, Spieth uh, and uh, Spieth and English are Spieth the guys English. I think are the captain's picks. I agree with you on Spieth. My second one's gonna be Xander Shoffley. Yeah, I mean. That's a captain's pick. That's almost. I mean, that's almost like an automatic qualifier. Yeah, he should have been. Qualified. I mean, pretty much. You know what I mean? Um, gold medal winner. I think that he he he's got this in terms of um, the all around game to go out there and actually get us some points. So, I think that he's going to be a guy that might actually win all of his matches when all is said and done. So we'll have to see. Who do you uh, think of the Euro squad? Well, let's go over the Euro squad yeah, and tell me who you think. Because I, I just see killers all over the place when I look at this card. All right. So I got... Fuck. You're right. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. These are fucking killers. Okay. Okay. We got, we got Mikey Sandrini on the, on, across the pond. We got Paul Casey, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Terrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood, Roy McElroy. Victor Hovland, John Rahm, Lee Westwood, and Burnt Weisberger. Thank God Lee West uh, Lee Westwood's in there because that guy's gonna choke. Um, Sergio Garcia, captain's pick. Shane Lowry, captain's pick. Ian Poulter, captain's pick. Wow. So I, the, I see like the three five... captains' picks are. Um, wait, Ian Poulter's never won a major. Sorry, but two of the three captains' picks are major winners, and the third one is a Ryder Cup killer. Yeah. Uh, I see like five names that jump off here at me that are gonna fuck us up. 
Let me try if I can see if right. I can guess him. Okay, I'm gonna go from top to bottom. I think John Rom, number mm-hmm. one. Um, we're gonna go with Ian Poulter, uh, Paul Casey. That's not on my list. Okay, but... okay. Uh, Sergio Garcia. Sergio Garcia is on my list. Ooh, uh, uh, you're gonna go Matt Fitzpatrick. Matt Fitzpatrick's on the list. Yep, okay, yep. Okay, that's... And then and then I'll give you a hint. It'll be a dead giveaway. He's one of your guys. Uh Vicky Ho. Yep, yep, yep. So that is a that lineup right there I trust way more than the American squad. Yeah, Man. dude. You know not what I mean Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McElroy, like dude. Um the, uh, 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 Paul Casey, those are these are steady veterans. I think Fitpat Fitzpatrick's gonna kill us. If his putter gets hot, dude, he's such a good putter. Um I think they're going to put him and Poulter together and they're going to fuck us up. God damn it. <laughs> this does not look good. You're totally right. And we have so much shit going on between the, in the American team. And these guys look like they have like a beer at the pub afterwards. Dude. I've literally seen Ian Poulter <laughs> and half these guys yeah, having yeah. beers after just fucking yes. matches. He went the, at the PGA. Him and Terrell had missed the cut. They were getting fucking hammered in the bar hammered, together afterwards. Yeah. God the Americans are fucked. <laughs> They're fucked. This is this is gonna be over. Are you gonna bet on this? Can you bet on? Yeah, uh, you can go matches. I mean, you can bet the winner. I'm not gonna bet the winner. I'm gonna look at the the matches, and I'll 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 get down on some bets. All right, all right, all right. I'm also I don't know what the odds are, but I'm gonna get up tomorrow morning. I'm gonna bet some money on Willie Z at the uh, Fortnite, which we'll touch on next. Why don't we just jot? Yeah, that's enough. Enough talking about America about to get their ass kicked in the right. <laughs> Hopefully, I would love to come on here in two weeks and just eat fucking a face full of crow. Hey, that's what that's what I look forward to doing when I when I talk shit about people that I like on here or or I uh, you know have low expectations for people that as I've that done like. a handful of times this season yes, with Nicholas's and Norman's and, and Deki Matsuyama. Yeah. Like you're, you had a belly full of crow with him. Um, <laughs> But we we gotta dive into oh we gotta we gotta dive into um our upcoming weekend here and this is our first time volunteering for a pro uh, event a PGA tour event the Fortinet Championship is coming to Northern California in a course that we've played uh, but we played the do we play the same course as the Fortinet when we went and played I think so okay so we went and played uh, Silverado. Go on. I believe we did. Um, yes. <laughs> because, we saw the signs. Because the we saw the, we saw, and uh, where I went on Sunday for the the training thing mm-hmm. was right on the tee was box. The was the number one tee box? Right yeah, yeah. Because I remember the re, the fucking wickets and, and, and the guys who kicked yeah. their ass both hit into. Both hit into. Yes. Um. So we're we're returning to Silverado, a course that we played in one of our first and only uh, team scramble events. And we're actually going to be volunteering. And I have here some requirements here that we're expected to do. Um, and which I thought that was really cool is that we got a bunch of um, really cool gear to go to go do this volunteer thing. Mooney, you're doing it uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Are I'm you doing- going. I'm out there tomorrow, baby. I'm you're on the gonna- afternoon shift tomorrow, baby. You're going Thursday, Friday. I'm out there all Saturday. week. I'm out there all week getting it. Sunday, damn. 
So you're gonna be a veteran. You're already gonna know all the pros by the time we're. So John Rom just. Dude, I'm gonna be calling people. Out. I'm gonna be the mayor of Silverado. I Ryan, love it. Silverado <laughs> Munoz. <laughs> oh my god. Um, let's see. Let's see here. Actually, I thought I was gonna be able to go through this, and. I mean, here's 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 what our jobs are. Uh, a, from the training I went to, a, uh, I think as I said to you in private, I think we're the only people that are still working full time that'll be volunteering and marshalling. We, we have um, jobs Monday through Friday. Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> it's uh, definitely a geriatric crowd. Um, mm. Now, having said that. Our jobs, we're, we're both signed up for gallery management marshals. Right. Um, uh, the spotting has now been left to the, uh, shot, tracker to the shot tracker guys. And they do that, which I don't even, I don't want to spot. No. I didn't realize, because spotting stinks, that, stepping on a ball in the rough. Oh, I step yeah. on balls in the rough all the time. All the time. <laughs> it's just, like, uh, you going to trust my ass out then there? Then I'm going to step on Phil's ball? Like, fuck. Oh, um, my so, God. I think for us, we're probably just going to. They said they're going to cycle us on our holes, so I'm, we may be on the tee box for a little bit. Then we may be on working the the, the ropes for the fairway, and then we, we may be working the ropes for the greens. Okay. But for for us, I think essentially we're just doing ropes, um, you know, to let people pass through post shots right, right. after the players have come through, etc. Um, you'll be on the first hole, correct? Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'll I'm, be on the I'm, ninth hole. I'm hole one. Um, and I mean, I guess that's kind of basically it. Uh, I I don't know. I've never done this, so I I I have a good I'm report so, for you tomorrow. I'm so pumped for this because I feel like I feel like we're getting into the fabric of golf. You know what I mean? We got we got some really cool access to the two the two US Opens for the men and the women. Um, and we're gonna go volunteer. Well, for something like we're this. gonna literally be inside the ropes at we're, a yeah, PGA dude. event. Yeah, so, yeah. Like so uh, <laughs> we have uniforms, and I mean, at this point, I want you to, to to film this because that was one of the only times that we've been live on on Instagram and both uh, our podcast. But uh, as as, <laughs> as the novices that we are, that did not go how we intended. Our That's our right. program froze there, so we apologize if it kind of sounded weird towards the end. But, I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. We're we're super pumped. They they really hooked us up with. Um, we have some credentials. We have guest passes. We have some sweet gear to wear while we're out there. Um, they're gonna make us fucking. Likely they're gonna make us spotters. We're gonna be doing the ropes. And when we went to the U.S. Open for the women's, we got to see a firsthand look about what you're supposed to be doing out there. You know what I mean? It's uh. <laughs> It's it's not rocket science to say the least, um, and considering that we're going to be the youngest people out there doing what we're doing, I think that we're going to have a really good time. I'm bummed that John Rom dropped out, but uh, of the tournament, but we still have a lot of a lot dude. Of it's a good field. There. It's a good field, and we get to see Phil Mickelson out there up close. Hopefully, um, I'm doing hole number one. You're doing nine. I'm right? on nine. Uh, yeah, man. I'm. I mean, I expect to have a blast. I think this is going to be a real fun weekend. Uh, what I'm looking forward to most is just fuck, just like we touched on being inside the ropes and and watching these guys up close. Yeah, um, we might even get some TV time finding these guys' balls on there. So I've been keep, keep to golf tournaments, PGA tournaments, but I've no been nowhere near close. Uh, I think that was kind of what 
stuck with us from being at the ladies us open was just how clo- up close we got to go i mean we followed that lexi patty t and brooke group the entire round we were yep. we were with you got a freaking head nod from Lexi, right? Oh, dude, so like that was um, great. I couldn't believe nobody was giving her some dap. Like she was um, playing out, going out there playing. So great. yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to just uh, being inside the ropes and seeing these guys talk to their caddies and like just watching their kind of mindset and and how they approach shots. Uh, what what pro are you looking forward to, or pros are you looking forward to seeing up close the most? Uh, Harry Higgs, for show. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even grab a Tito's with him after. I mean, um, I mean, I'm about to keep a little snooter in my bag. His first, his first PGA start. Our guy Nick Hardy. Yes. Um, shout out. Got made the qualification from Corn Ferry. Yep. I want to yep. see him. I want to watch him kick ass in person. Uh, dude, I want to see Willie Z. I, I I didn't expect him to be on there, and so I'm I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see Hideki, dude. I mean, I don't fuck any of these guys, right? Like, I mean, yeah, Cam Champ, Cam Champ's gonna be fun to watch. I have I have a lot of personal favorites, uh, and it's funny they mentioned Harry Higgs because Harry Higgs won me a bunch of money while we were at Silverado playing mm-hmm. in that tournament. Um, because he finished in a top ten. That's at the right. PGA we watched Phil. We watched Phil win it at yeah. the, at, right afterwards in the clubhouse. Exactly. There. Yep. And so number one is Phil, who I want to see up close. Like I'm really, really, if I get to see him tee off, and I'm doing the ropes right there, that's going to be something I'll never forget. Um, another one of my favorite golfers in terms of their mentality and like their whole attitude is my boy HV3 Harold Varner the third. Nice. Um he's going to be there. I'm, I if I get to have a chance to see him up close that's going to be great. Hardy is uh another and then Harry Higgs because like I said he won me a bunch of dough. So uh those are those are my guys. I mean uh, Silverado's kind of Harry Higgs coming out party a couple years ago. Yeah. So I mean I'm I'm pumped. I'm really looking forward to this. We're like we're gonna be like I said, we're gonna be in the fabric, um, and I just foresee us doing this in the future for years to come. We're gonna be the guys sending out emails about schedules and shit like that, trying to you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Pat Perez on the on the on the docket for. The oh weekend. yes, that's another uh, guy. That's a, I, I I can only have four, but if that, there was a fifth, it'd be Pat, Pat Perez, without a doubt. Yeah, dude, it should be fun. It should be fun to jump on here next week and uh, kind of chat it up about just what we saw. And uh, yeah, dude, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. I think there's going to be a lot of people out there this weekend. Me too. Um, I think the crowd's going to be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to the next podcast, going over what we just what we saw, what our experiences were, kind of inside the ropes type of fucking experience, man. Like, yeah. we, we never get to do this, and we get to do it for free. They gave us gear. Which you can see on our Instagram handle uh, at Sandy Pars Golf. Um, you'll be able to see all the gear they gave us. They gave us parking passes, guest passes, credentials for the full week, which is really awesome. I mean, apparently, if you volunteer, that's the that's the way to go about some sort of cool culture. backstage thing where we get to meet Gavin from from Bush. We get, yeah, we get yeah, <laughs> Weezer Bush. Uh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, dude, I really can't wait to to meet next week and go over what we what we experienced. You yeah, know I mean? and then we'll get uh, some Ryder Cup action. We'll get balls deep in some Ryder Cup match previews, and well, we won't. I don't think we'll know by next Tuesday. I don't think we'll know what the actual matchups are yet. But um, we can wait till Wednesday, maybe. Yeah, yeah then we'll do it. We'll do it live. 
<laughs> Man, I can't tell you how much I missed this, how much I missed being a, doing the podcast. This is probably our longest podcast ever. It's because we had to cover so much in such a little amount of time. Uh, we we did we, there was so much going on in the world of golf, so much going on in our own golf worlds and our own lives. I really miss being here. Um, you know, putting what? up some content for our for our people. Uh, I know a lot of our friends and a lot of our loyal listeners uh, have been waiting for this, and I know that I owe some people some hats, some Sandy Pars merch, and that's coming out. Taylor, I got you. Jonah, I got you. Um, thanks for being loyal listeners. Thanks for being just straight up day ones. Yeah, um, yeah. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. It. This was a a nice little hiatus, but I think we're both ready to get back into it and uh, we realize how much fun we have doing this. Uh, and then also, very cool, uh, the San Diego trip. A couple people just noticing the Sandy Pars gear and stuff. Oh, shit, like, we got we would, our first we, recognition. We would never think that. I couldn't believe that when I you told believe. me when we were coming off the plane that that guy noticed that I was wearing the Sandy Pars shirt and said he just saw it on Spotify. Uh, that's that's trippy. Um, shout, shout out, guy, who just, uh, and I'm sorry I didn't get your name, but you you know who you were. You were on the plane, you saw us with the, with the gear, and it, it really meant a lot to be recognized by by somebody who likes golf you know what i mean Just yeah 100 like, percent. um that makes this this is hella fun i think this is probably you know in for me and you very fun for us to do just personally but um it's cool to know that people like what we're doing and um listen to us it's 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 uh it's fun so i'm i'm pumped for 2022 i feel like the, i feel like the the tracks are laid if that makes any sense. I feel like we spent the entire, this last year laying down the tracks and I think they're there now. Yep. And uh, I just feel like it's only only going to get better from here. Yeah. Sounds good, baby. Can't wait for next week. Um, for all of our listeners, we'll be back on Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on once they announce the Ryder Cup matchups. Um, have a great weekend. Can't wait to get back into this. Um, looking forward to, to this upcoming year. We have a lot of great golf coming up to us. So um, until next time, you everybody, hit them straight. Fresno State Bulldogs money line. Dogs by a thousand this weekend. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>